Dr. Amalia Ganyas-Malka. Welcome to Womanity, Woman in Unity, the show that celebrates prominent and ordinary African women's milestone achievements in their struggles for liberation, self-emancipation, human rights, democracy, racism, socioeconomic class division, and gender-based violence. Joining us on the line today is the CEO of Anglo-American Platinum, Ms. Natasha Vilyun who also sits on the Anglo-American Platinum Board and the Group Management Committee of Anglo-American PLC. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Amelia, and it's really a privilege to be here with you today. And we feel very honoured that we are with you at the other side of the world in Australia, connecting at approximately 3.30 a.m. in the morning. So thank you very much for, for joining us. It's a pleasure. And I think with COVID, we all learned to, um, to just run and um, be with all the disruptions in our lives. So thank you. Indeed, we do. Your career has spanned several countries addressing mining of minerals, metals, as well as platinum group metals, which are used in many industrial processes, technologies, and commercial applications. I always find that Our present is defined by our past, and we can have targeted career steps. There are occasional detours. There are environmental circumstances. We spoke COVID briefly, and which has really affected us for the last two years. They're all factors of influence. Your whole career has been spent in the mining sector. Please, can you tell us what attracted you to this industry? Um, Amelia, as you rightfully say, the, um, there's so many influences in, um, in your life. And I think the first big influence in my life was certainly my parents and my father, who worked as a hoist driver um, in the northwest province in a gold mine. And growing up, I had many opportunities to spend some time with him accompanying to work and really get, I often talk about the smell of the place, um, a little bit of the ore coming out from underground. And I think there's an energy that, um, that stayed with me in those visits that really interested me um, tremendously. The fact that I loved math and science at school, also that technical side really um, triggered my interest in, um, in a more technical career and with that mining presence and opportunities, obviously, um, bringing them together. Um, I think there's been, through my career, many other influences, and I think there's so many people that I should be grateful for in giving me opportunities through those, um, through the period of time. Um, there are, in my, my family and my husband specifically played a big, very big role in influencing how I look at my career and how I balance being a mother and a wife with being, having a professional career, but equally had some um, key mentors in, in, my, in my life. And I feel truly privileged um, to then get to a point of being appointed a CEO of Anglo-American Platinum, where I have the opportunity to lead and work with some of the most talented and resilient people. And those are, they are probably some of the most influential people in my life. Early on in my career, my father told me just after I finished my engineering degree that do not think you know anything. You go and learn from the people who do the work on a daily basis. And those people continue to be 
the, the driving force for what I do and being the biggest influences um, in my career. What would you say have been some of the key milestones in your journey so far? Um, I think certainly this, this appointment as CEO of Anglo-American Platinum was always something um, that I've aspired to. I think as a point in time, though, if I go back, the key um, points for me was when I had an opportunity to make an impact where I had an opportunity to learn. You've said earlier that our history defines um, our future or our past defines our future. And I think those key points where I had an opportunity to learn and direct my own thinking around mining and how we do business. I think um, Marikana, the Marikana event that everybody in South Africa is very familiar with, um, where we lost several colleagues um, in the platinum industry after a, um, a wage strike, was certainly one of those points where um, I was part of a management team at Lonman at the time, where you stand back and you reflect on what we could have done differently. And I think that was one of those times in your career that you never want to want to repeat. And it shapes the way, and it still it has, and it still has um, shaped the way that I that I think about the work we do a daily basis, the impact that we can make as a company. And whilst I left South Africa probably now just over five years ago, going back into this role as CEO of Anglo-American Platinum, I think gave me an, is giving me an opportunity to give back, to give back to the learnings that I've had during the period of time, give back to the mining industry and all the opportunities they give me, gave me and give back to the amazing people in the mining industry and hopefully a broader, younger generation, an up-and-coming generation in South Africa who we can make an impact on their lives and their futures. When you talk about impact, mining is such an integral part of our landscape, and not just from a South African point of view, but also deeper into the continent. I, you know, I, I take myself as, as an example. I grew up in, in Kitwe on, on the Copper Belt in Zambia, and life was really just about um, the mine. It was the, the hub of activity, of economic livelihood. And it, it's created such an impact on landscapes as well as communities. And often corporate shareholders have tended to weigh the financial performance over other scorecard dimensions. But increasingly, there's been a significant interest and emphasis on environmental, social and corporate governance. Can you tell us about some of your core community projects in a couple of countries on the continent? I think, Amalaya, there's, there's probably a slightly different perspective that I would like to start off with um, that's really important for me when we think about mining. Firstly, as mining companies, we are being awarded mining licenses to extract value from mineral resources that does not belong to us as companies. It belongs to the, to the countries we operate in. It belongs to the communities in, in, in which we operate. We're obviously using capital that is supplied by our investors to help unlock that value. 
So when we talk about ESG, environmental, social and governance projects, I think at the core of it, it starts with our accountability to make sure that how we extract that minerals is not only responsible from an environmental, social and governance point of view, but we, that we do extract the maximum value. So our technical and technology application to minimize waste and extract maximum value, I think is the starting point. That is what we're good at. We know how to mine, we know how to extract minerals. Um, and in that field, we are doing tremendous work on technology, um, to, um, technology development and employment to further reduce the impact that we have on the environment, being more, um, social, uh, more conscious from an environmental point of view, energy and water. I think further to that, ESG as Anglo-American Platinum is one of our strategic pillars. And I believe firmly that it's a prerequisite for us to do business. Um, it is part of how we ensure that our host communities are sustainable beyond our life of mine. And the work that we're doing is to, um, to really um, flywheel economic activity in those local communities. I think I must just mention that what we're working on is long-term projects. And whilst that we are absolutely passionate. We're not perfect in these, and you will find many mistakes in the things that I'm talking about. But this is where our passion lies, and hopefully some of the numbers that I um, that I quote to you will help to support that where we're going. So in, in in as you say, we're making a big impact in our communities' lives. We've made a big impact in, in South Africa and the development of South Africa. And um, without mining, we would have not seen the, the infrastructure development that we've seen over many years in the country. Local communities did stay behind, though, and the aim for us is to get that economic activity going by starting with local doorstep community spent and getting entrepreneurship going in those local communities. So as an example, our doorstep community spent has increased by 500% since 2016. We see lovely opportunity or examples where we have local community members who's been through our programs from entrepreneurship training, business planning, all the way to help them to get seed funding for their businesses and who are now employers themselves. And that is a way how we can get these economies going in our local communities. It, of course, includes collaboration with government and other mining and private sector companies, NGOs, um, to, to improve that economic development because we're very aware as Anglo-American Platinum, we are based in a broader society and we can only really enhance our um, impact if we collaborate with various, um, with various stakeholders. Within those doorstep projects and community initiatives, are there any programs that are engineered or, or geared towards women's development in particular? Oh, absolutely. Um, I think when we talk about our procurement activities, these targeted activities towards women and youth, um, and, and the importance of that is firstly from a woman point of view. We know that 
far more of the financial benefits that women reaps from um, from business activity remains behind in the communities. So there's a big focus on that women development through all of these programs, right from entrepreneurship to um, really ground level building that up. And the same goes for youth. So we've got targeted um, programs um, around women and youth specifically. And just considering that in Limpopo province, where most of our minds are with a 74% unemployment a youth unemployment for the ages between 18 and 24, really important for us to target that. So other examples where we have um, employment of women in our workplace is with technology develop, uh, deployment, making our workplace far more amenable for women to, to want to work in mining industry. We also see automation and a lovely example of our Mohalakwena mine where we have young women operating drills remotely in a safe, environmentally friendly environment and not only making it more appealing to women in the mining industry, but certainly making it more safe and healthy for everybody um, in in the in the workplace, um, I'll just add one more thing that's closer to home. In in our in our workplace, we've recently launched uh, a mentorship program called Amplify that really um, targets um, our the development of women in the world workplace. It um, provides participants with the tools, networks, and space to develop their own authentic, impactful, and effective leadership style. And it also builds a community where women can support each other in, in, the, in the mining industry. Thanks for sharing those, those two points. One, from a point of view of what you're doing at a community level beyond Anglo-American, but also internally what the organization is doing to help bring women up and nurture and, and give them the right types of supports that they can go on for, for leadership roles. Hi, I'm Zonke Digana, a South African Afro-Soul musician, songwriter, and producer. You are listening to Womanity, Women in Unity on Channel Africa, the voice of the African Renaissance. Today, we're talking to the CEO of Anglo-American Platinum, Ms. Natasha Vuyun. We would love to receive your comments on Twitter at Womanity Talk. Staying with the theme of, of women in leadership, last year PwC published a report on remuneration of executive directors, which I found incredibly shocking in, in the results. There was almost a 50% gap between median and upper quartiles. But then the point which I would say probably impacted on me the most was the fact that there were only 13% of executive directors classified as either CEOs or CFOs of being women. And I, I think, quite frankly, that that's alarming. What are some of your perspectives on how we can improve the number of women in decision-making roles at large corporates? Mm. I think um, a very valid question. And when... We, uh, um, Amalia, we, for starters, have targets to help us drive and focus um, with career development for women in the workplace. So it's a, a topic that we often um, discuss. And if I look at my own career, there are pivotal points in, that, in my career, and it was typically around when you have small children in the house or where you have interesting um, 
family dynamics that you need to maneuver through. And I were privileged enough to have a real good support system around me because very often those phases in your, um, in your personal life coincides with big growth phases in your career. And I've seen often how women then without the necessary support leave the workplace and never have the opportunity to step back either because they feel they don't have the confidence to step out and to step back, life has moved on, or they just don't have the opportunities to, um, in, in job opportunities to step back. So as companies, supporting women in that critical phases of how we balance between personal life and career development is really important. I think we start to see a shift in a balance between um, in, in partnerships, in, um, in, in personal partnerships between what partners do to support each other in, in careers. But I think as, as business, we cannot just assume that that would be present. And we need to look at ways to help women to get back into the workplace or to help them in a way to um, continue to develop their career. We're not very good at this um, in, in, in our workplace, but in a previous role, what we have done is to allow women when they go on maternity leave to come back in um, role share kind of roles, to allow them to come back part-time and really step through that, that earlier phases without losing um, um, an opportunity to continue to grow and, and learn. Earlier, you spoke about the Amplify program as being a, a structured program providing mentorship. Do you see that as one avenue of, of providing appropriate support structures to help groom women? Absolutely. I think that was very much the target um, of, that, um, of that process. Is, um, it is an interactive and a collaborative curriculum um, to, as I've mentioned before, to find their voice and, and, and strengthen their leadership in that community, we find often. It's interesting. I often get asked the question, um, how do I balance my life? And how did I balance being a mother and being a professional person? And just by talking about it, the amount of times that people come back and say, oh, so I'm not unique in my situation. So this is what it takes. And making those sacrifices is part of the process. And I often find it amazing that it feels to me that it doesn't really, it's not the important things. It's so mundane, even though I know that it was difficult for me to work to just that sense of other people are going through the same things. We can support each other. I think build an opportunity where people can see their way through um, to come back into the workplace and to continue learning. I think the other thing that's interesting around COVID and technology development, and it's not true for all cases. In the mining environment, in some areas, you just have to have people on site. But the reality in many other jobs with working from home, there is opportunity to use technology and, um, and hybrid working arrangements to, to continue to help women. And I think whilst this was something that I don't know that we would have ever thought about that or really embrace it before COVID. COVID just forced us into embracing um, hybrid working arrangements. And I think that's another opportunity for women to open up a very different career path. 
As a leader of, I think if I remember correctly, you have 25,000 employees or, or that type of, of figure at Anglo. That's an That's enormous right. responsibility. How do you think women occupying positions of leadership exert an influence on one younger woman who potentially don't think about leadership positions as being in their frame of reference? And secondly, overcoming some of the stereotypical thinking of society, which really influences how we see ourselves and kind of um, diminishes us from going ahead. So in a way, a confidence point to go and accomplish um, careers. Um, I think it's very much about probably just setting, um, setting out the possibilities the possibility that um, it is um, it is possible for us as women to make an impact, to break through a ceiling in a typical male environment, um, and to and to form a career whilst whilst trying, um, with the emphasis on trying, having a balanced life in terms of family family and work. I think it's important to also recognize the different perspectives that we bring into into the workplace. Um, If I just think how we think differently around how we shape the workplace, and um, Amalia, what I'm going to say now is is, it's not right or wrong, it just is. If we look at the mining industry, because it was male-dominated for many years, it's a working environment that was designed by men for men. Nothing wrong with that. It just is. The reality is quite a bit of that is not necessarily as safe and healthy as it can be for anybody, not only for men or women. Bringing women in the workplace brings a different perspective. It brings a different economic reality. It brings different possibilities in what the workplace could look like. It takes, it did enhance the way we thought about technology and technology deployment in making the workplace more amenable to for everybody to work in. Um, and without women bringing that empathy and a different way of looking at, um, I, I think we would have still be we would have still lost. I think there's one more thing, and I, I am going to apologise ahead of time for saying this because whilst I'm going to say this and it might seem critical of my male colleagues, it's important to recognise that my male colleagues and many of them has given me so many opportunities um, throughout my career. The reality is, women brings a workplace with less ego. And because we have less ego, or we feel that we need to prove that we're continuously stronger and we know better, it allows us the opportunity to be more curious, listen more, bring more perspectives and better and better results to the table. It also means that we, because we, because we listen and are more curious, that we're more inclusive of all of the diversity, and it's wonderful diversity that we have in the workplace. Thank you for sharing some of the, let's say, the the different outlook and characteristics that women bring to the table. And we all know that diversity is important. Hi, this is Lira, South African Afro-Soul singer and songwriter. 
You're listening to Womanity, Women in Unity, presented by Dr. Amelia Malka on Channel Africa, the voice of the African Renaissance, a program that celebrates prominent and ordinary African women's milestone achievements in their struggle for liberation, self-emancipation, human rights, and democracy. Today, we're talking to the CEO of Anglo-American Platinum, Ms. Natasha Villune. We would love to receive your comments on Twitter at Womanity Talk. Having you on the show is, is really important because there are so few female CEOs. And in your industry in particular, it is male-dominated. So please, can you share with us some of the facets or some of the elements that helped you get to where you are today as a CEO of Anglo-American Platinum? Um, yeah, it's a it's a it's a question that I that I often get, and um, and I always go back to the start, and I'm just going to refer again to the lesson and the the guidance that my father gave me. And it's interesting, um, Amalia, that he never finished school. My mother was a teacher, and between the two of them, they didn't see gender as a as a limitation for us, for both my sister and I, to pursue any career opportunity we wanted to. And and I think their advice in various aspects has always um, stayed with me. And that advice of do not think you know anything, go and learn from the people who do the work, I think was probably one of the most foundational points. From there on, it did mean that I was curious and I was never afraid to get my hands dirty. You will learn nothing better in no place better than being on the ground where the people do the work. I have work shifts. I've done belt splicing. I've offloaded belts that's broken. I have worked, um, operated plants. I have helped maintained plants. I have relined mills. There's never a job that was too big or too small for me to say there's an opportunity to learn and I'm not afraid to get my hands dirty. It's important if we, if we think about future career opportunities and then readying yourself to be ready for a senior role is to take the time to learn. Very often, I sit in interviews with young professionals coming through, through the pipeline and you can see that they've been around when work was done, but they've never done it themselves. And getting your hands dirty, whether it's literally or figuratively, getting involved with every, any job, not to be able to small, or always to learn it. I think the, the, other, the other thing is definitely to always be true to yourself. Starting in the mining industry, or um, it was being very male-dominated, it was ex- expected for me to be able to talk rugby and to um, play golf and... Um, very often you found that it was um, a very harsh and more masculine environment. And very early on, I needed to make out for myself if that is who I can be to be successful. And very early on, I decided, well, femininity is an important part of who I am, and I'm not going to lose that. And that's not to say that that's right or wrong for anybody on your call. That's what worked for me. I needed to find who I am, and I stayed true to that, which meant boundaries, Boundaries of, um, and if we think about gender-based violence in this environment, we often get um, get bombarded with 
uncertainty of where boundaries are and creating your own boundaries very early on is important because then you can take courage in taking on any job, have courage and conviction to stay, stay true to yourself, to take on these opportunities, and then to work and learn. And you only learn when you make mistakes. So never be afraid to make mistakes and learn from from them. You are so right in everything that you've said. The aspect about knowing yourself so that you know what your personal boundaries are. The issue of making mistakes and being able to to learn from them. Because, again, you're so right in that. Those Those are the lessons that we take to heart and we will never repeat um, and you remember them all of the time. Oh. You know, ab- absolutely. Turning towards and actually staying with, with more of the, the personal um, theme and looking at this as a way of, of being able to help and inspire and, and motivate a younger woman, I wanted to ask you about some of the factors that you consider have contributed to your personal success. Some of our guests have spoken about values, uh, faith, uh, a particular person. um, Someone once spoke about the fear of failure as as being drivers to their success. So could you share with us a few of the the key drivers to your success? Um, I can absolutely resonate with the fear of failure. Early on in my career, I had an inherent fear of failure, which I believe drove me to work harder than anybody else, to to be successful, to complete work and to complete it within the the necessary timeframes or targets, um, targets set. Um, as I continued in my career, though, somebody once um, said to me, it was a coach who said to me, it feels like you've got concrete on your feet. And I think it was all based in the fact, uh, based in this inherent fear of failure that whilst it drove me, it, um, it didn't necessarily give me the opportunity to be curious as much as I could be and to learn as much as I could. And the moment that I accepted that, The more I do, the more I will make mistakes. Um, The freer I felt, um, and I believe the more impact I made in the the end of the day. That was certainly one of the aspects. The other one is to, whilst you recognise who you are and being true to yourself, I think an important factor is to set yourself up for success. Um, And again, I've mentioned my husband earlier on, He is probably the biggest fan I have in this world. And there's no problem in our career, in my career, that might have an impact on our family that we have not resolved together in some way or form. But we took the time to set it up. We took the time to make sure that when we had children, that our children were always looked after in a way that balance the accountability that I have with work, but also the responsibility to develop young adults and and send people into the world who can really make an impact and not be um, a deterioration on civilization. So taking time, spending the resources to set that up is really important. 
um, and then to continue to build a network of people around you who are always more clever than you are. I've worked and still working with some of the most brilliant minds um, in the mining industry. And I think it's really important to mention names like um, Tony O'Neill, our technical director, who pushes thinking into a realm that I've, on my own, I will never be able to do. He's pushed me to think so differently around mining and the impact we can make on mining and how from mining being an extractive um, industry to think about mining as a value creation and making lives better kind of environment. And having people like that, identifying people like that in your career to help to push your boundaries and your thinking is a crucial part of that. And I think Tony O'Neill was certainly one of those individuals that's just absolutely mind-boggling. And he will always be at least three steps ahead of me. Thanks for sharing. Those are fantastic um, views of contributing factors to success. And what I always appreciate about this question is that everybody has got a, a different view. No one's got the same yeah. recipe. And if I might add, I think that's so important because we are all different. And I very often say this when I talk to young ladies or young professionals Learn what you can or take comfort or inspiration, um, if you can, from my life story. But that's my story. It's not yours. It doesn't mean that's what it's going to take for you to be successful. Your journey is your own. But I think it's important to recognize that you're not on your own on that journey, that there are people around you. There are people in life who want you to be successful and actually you can, where we can all learn from their experience. And take those lessons to heart, use them, remember them, and as you say, forge your, your own path and your own journey. Absolutely. We are unfortunately coming to the end of the show. If you could please use this platform to share a few words of wisdom or inspiration to women and girls who are listening to us on the continent. I think if I can leave you with a thought of... Um, just be courageous, have courage and conviction to stay true to yourself. Take every opportunity as an opportunity to learn and make, um, and make an impact and make sure that you learn um, in every opportunity and never be afraid to make mistakes. Be curious, be respectful of people around you and what you can learn from them. You can learn while I have. And I still am learning from everybody that, um, that, that um, come my way. And people who doesn't necessarily have formal qualifications, but have done the work, are grounded in reality and have very, really important life lessons for us all to learn. Thank you very much for joining us today. It's been a pleasure having you on the show to, to hear about your experiences as, as well as your, your words of motivation, which I think everybody can, can take lessons and learnings from. Thank you so much, Amalia. And thank you so much for the opportunity to be on your show. And I can just say good luck for every, to everybody out there. Um, life's an exciting journey and we have an opportunity to make impact. 
You have been listening to Womanity, Woman in Unity on Channel Africa, The African Perspective. And we have been talking to the CEO of Anglo-American Platinum, Ms. Natasha Villeneuve.